Sedano and LZ with you here on 710 ESPN. Don't forget, Santa Key's coming to town between 6.30 and 7, so if you want to win some Laker goodies off our 710 stockings, off our chimney, make sure you tune in between 6.30 and 7. LZ, we've been talking a lot about movies and characters and whatnot, and we're talking about the best child actors. Uh, speaking of anniversaries today, 20 years ago today, the movie Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon premiered Ooh. in the U.S. I saw that movie. It was excellent. So let me give you a, a quick rundown of what I did back You know, back in the day, maybe when I didn't have as much money. You snuck in? Multiple. I, I would pay for one, and I would see more than one. Okay? So. Um, All right. And my... My buddy Lewis and I, who was one of my childhood friends, we used to do that. And we used to always do it particularly the day of the Oscars, on the Sunday of the Oscars. You know, we'd get up in the morning, we'd watch a couple of movies. We saw three movies one day. So we saw, we saw in this, on the same day, we saw Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, which was awesome. Okay? We saw, this is always like February of 2001. Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, Pollock with uh, Ed... Um, Ed Harris. Ed Harris, yeah. Yep. And Memento, the original Christopher Nolan movie, oh, uh, which yeah. was amazing. Guy Pierce, right? Yeah, Guy Pierce, and then the, the girl from The Matrix. What's her name? Oh, Carrie Ann Moss? Correct, Carrie Ann Moss. All three excellent movies. But Crouchy Tiger, Hidden Dragon, it made me feel, I don't know about you, LZ, but you know, I when I was growing up, there used to be on like the independent channels on like Sunday, there was like, Kung Fu theater. Like, if you liked those old school, like, martial arts movies, they would run them on, like, Saturday or Sunday nights when I was a kid, and I used to be so into it. And Crouching Tiger, Tiger, Hidden Dragon was like a throwback to that. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was beautifully shot, too. I mean, if you love the choreography and the martial arts, that's fantastic. I certainly do. But I was really captivated by just... The, t- the cinematography too, all Correct. the landscape shots and yeah. the shots in the forest and yeah. stuff, and the yeah. lighting and the caves. Yeah. yeah, it was a great, great film. Well done, Ang Lee. For sure, Ang Lee did a great job. And look, I know at that time there was and a Yo-Yo lot. Yo Yo Ma with the music. Yeah, Yo Yo Ma. That's true. There was a lot of, uh, you know, back then. Remember, we were doing a lot of the '90s of Jean Claude Van Damme, right? Which ain't knocking it. I liked all those Jean Claude Van Damme movies. I didn't like all of them. Not maybe not all of them, but I like Kickboxer <laughs> and Bloodsport for sure. Yeah, like yeah, those yeah. two were good. And then after that, eh, you know, yeah. but those two were the classics. Well, after that, he started talking more. There was that. That probably really <laughs> did it. Yes, there was less kicking, more talking. Yeah, he was um, like, "I'm an actor now." It's like, no, no, you're not. Yeah. You just- Have you ever seen JCVD though? JCVD. That's an amazing movie. It's an uh, un. Bronny's right. An unbelievable movie. If you've never seen JCVD, and I know Kirk is there, we're going to talk to him in a second. Go watch it, LZ. It's almost like a mockumentary. He knows that he's like the washed up Jean Claude Van Damme, and he's okay. playing the washed up Jean Claude Van Damme who gets caught up in a bank robbery. It's yeah. it is unbelievable. It is so good, so good. You should watch it for sure. Kirk Morrison joins us here, friend of the program, kind enough to move his time slot today because we had all sorts of uh, issues uh, earlier in the show, scheduling-wise. Uh, Kirk, what is your favorite martial arts movie? Oh, favorite martial arts movie? is uh, That's easy, Bloodsport. Yeah, Bloodsport was the one. That's yeah, I mean, I can remember watching that with my dad over and over on the loop. And it was, you know, John uh, Claude Van Damme and... Uh, 
Bolo Young. Bolo Young Bolo was the Young. actor yeah. who was uh, yeah, who played uh, uh, Chong Lee. Lee was the name of his yeah. uh, character. Yes. Chong Lee. Chong Lee. Yeah. Chong <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like it. Okay. Go ahead, LZ. I I was a fan of Curse of the Golden Flower. Ooh. Did you guys okay. ever see that? No. What is that? Curse of the Golden Flower is such an amazing martial arts film. It is so freaking good. I can't even begin to tell you between the costumes, the cinematography, the script. Mm-hmm. Like the, the plot itself is amazing. And then you got the martial arts on top of it. The Curse of the Golden Flower. Trust. It is absolutely 2006 amazing. the movie was made. Okay, Chow Young Fat. I'm a big fan of Chow Young Fat. What about, are we calling Karate Kid a martial no, arts? No, we're not. I mean, it technically is. No, we are not doing is. that. I mean, LZ, we, technically we are not, it is, man. We, I, I am not here for this. <laughs> I will not participate in this kind of conversation. We are not placing the Karate Kid, despite his title, in the martial arts film conversation. I mean, Cobra Kai's on uh, YouTube or whatever, right? So uh, Netflix, now. Netflix now. Netflix, sorry, sorry, Netflix. Netflix now, yeah. Netflix. I am not here for that. Yeah. I'm not here for it. <laughs> okay. I'm, there's two things I'm not here for, Kurt. Why are you hating on Mr. Miyagi, man? I know, I'm not, man. Why are you hating on the, on the All Valley Tournament, man? I know, right there in Encino. You know what I mean? Like, come Encino, on. man. Encino and Reseda. Come on, man. Don't do yeah. that. Yeah. Because Peter Cetera does not belong in a freaking martial arts film. No, Peter Cetera was in the second movie when he went to Okinawa. Yes. I am the man who will fight for your honor. I thought that was in the first one. No, that's the second one. When he goes to Okinawa and then he fights. And and then Mr. Miyagi gives him the great line, you know, when he's fighting the uh, the other character, the other young guy, uh, Japanese guy. And he says, Daniel-san, this not tournament, this for real. And it's like... For real, for real. This dude's going to kill you. Like, this is not, we're going to fight point fighting. And he was right. And Daniel whooped him up. So, you know. But that was the second movie, LZ. The first one. First one, to to Kirk's point, it represents the valley, right? 818. You know what I mean? Come on. You still ain't saying nobody no damn martial arts. He fought in a karate tournament. Man, stop it. Oh, man. He stood there with one leg for 10 minutes, and then the kid went to his foot. He got beat up before that. Sweep the leg. Sweep the leg. LZ, LZ, put it like this. Is that not one of the more iconic martial arts kicks that we've ever seen? The crane kick. The crane. Like, if if someone says the crane, you automatically know what that is when it comes in terms of martial arts, right? The kick that Chris got in... um, what was that movie with uh, Jack with Jackie Chan? Help me out now. Oh, Chris Tucker. Uh, yeah. Um, Rush yeah. Hour. Rush, Rush hour. hour. Yeah. The kick he got in Rush Hour when it came so fast, he was like, "Which one of y'all kicked me?" That kick was way more iconic okay. than the crane kick. All right, fine. How does the uh, how does um, <laughs> how does Sean McVay crane kick Bill Belichick? Oh man, that's a good question, man. Really, because um, last night, um, you know, I prepare each week uh, for do my podcast, the Total Coverage Podcast. Wherever you find your podcast, Apple, Sirius XM, wherever you find them at, that was my my plug. But um, I, I basically I watched the Chargers game, and trust me, I wanted to vomit over and over again, George. It was it was bad um, watching Bill Belichick and what he did to poor little Justin Herbert. I mean. It was a mix of of a four man rush, three man rush, 
zone blitzing. I mean, Justin Herbert was throwing to guys who weren't even open, and that's how he got picked off a couple times. And so I'm trying to figure out a game plan for Sean McVay. And I think the game plan for Sean, he has to rely on this running game. He has to be stubborn with it. I don't know if throwing the ball with Jared Goff, you know, close to 50 times is going to work against New England. They actually invite you to kind of throw the football. That's what they did in the Super Bowl. That's why I think not having Todd Gurley now, you've got three different backs that I think if Sean McVay were to go back to that Super Bowl against Bill Belichick and the Patriots, he probably would have ran the ball a little bit more that maybe would have opened up some of that play-action pass, which the Rams never had. When I look at the matchup, particularly Cam Newton against this defensive line, I'm sitting back and I'm like going, I dare you to run. I, I want you to run. Am I, am I overconfident in our defense right now? Or is the idea of Cam running over us just laughable? I think, but that's the strength of the Patriots right now, because they won forty. Was it forty-five nothing against the, the the Chargers? And yet Cam Newton had sixty-nine yards passing. Like that's not the strong suit of the Patriots. They want to run the football, and they'll use all their backs. They'll use Cam Newton, like you mentioned. They don't have anybody on the outside that scares me at wide receiver. They just don't. And even if they do, we've got Jalen Ramsey, right? The Rams have got Jalen Ramsey, who shut out basically DeAndre Hopkins, shut out Mike Evans pretty much you know, when they were going together, DK Metcalf. So they, the Rams can take away the best receiving option for the Patriots and really keep an extra player in the box to stop the run. So I'm not really concerned with the Rams' defense versus the Patriots because I think the matchup is favorable for the Rams defensively. It's just offensively, um, you know, it's been the blueprint, right? Bill Belichick, Brian Flores, the head coach of Miami, what he's been able to do since, you know, going against Sean McVay a couple times, the Super Bowl, and in Miami this year. So that's what scares me to death more than anything, LZ, is that what does Sean McVay do? Because I think the Rams' defense, it it is a championship-level defense. Kirk Morrison with us here. Plug the podcast one more time before I ask you this question. Ah, the Total Coverage Podcast, wherever you find your podcast. I like it. Okay. So um, let me f- switch gears on you here real quick. So the Raiders. Yes. Sometimes it's better to be lucky than good. Um, Correct. They are on the outside looking in currently in the on the playoff picture. What do you think the last four or five weeks look like for them, and do you believe they are a playoff team? Wow. Um, I believe they're a playoff team. I, I'm, the only thing I'm saying is that this may be the year that they're a good football team and they'll be on the outside looking in, George. I mean, no one had, you know, the Cleveland Browns right now, you know, sitting up there as a playoff team. I mean, that, think about the teams that are ahead of them right now. It's three teams right now currently in, Cleveland, Miami, Indianapolis. So which one falters, right? Which one falls down the stretch? That's why I'm saying the Raiders could be a 10-6, and 9-7 and 7 type of team and be on the outside looking in just because I think Cleveland is a playoff team. They've done enough. I think Miami, we've watched them, and they've got a lot to play for. I think they're a playoff team. So it really comes down to the Raiders, and I believe they have a matchup down the stretch uh, versus the, uh, the uh, Indianapolis Colts. And if they do, um, I can give them a shot, but they've got to win down the stretch, though, George. That's the hard part, man. And, and I'm just not fully confident that this team – may not drop another game. I mean, they play the Dolphins in Week 16. That may be the playoff matchup right there for the Raiders. That could be for their playoff lives 
that they host the Miami Dolphins on a, on Saturday, December 26th, the day after Christmas. So that that's the game, George. I mean, I believe they can make it, but, man, just think about the other teams right now that we didn't expect. Cleveland, Miami, Indianapolis, man. It's tough to be good in the NFL this year. Kirk Morrison, friend of the program. Give that podcast a shout-out one more time. Yeah, the Total Coverage Podcast. I'll be releasing my newest episode tomorrow. i got Vernon Davis talking about the Washington football team on my next episode. It'll be pretty good. Nice little, nice little listen for you. All right, my man. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for uh, changing the schedule for us uh, and accommodating right, us. We appreciate you. We'll talk to you next week. It's okay. Who do I get bumped for anyway? It was Ken- the, Kendrick the- Perkins because there was a – Oh, know, yeah, the- okay. That's all good. Yeah, you know, he's, know. Getting, Perk, cool. he's got we championships and stuff, you know. No, no, yeah, no but Kyrie and, Le- Kyrie and LeBron, the story was yeah. hot and he played with them. You know what I mean? Like, I, I know. Hey, man, hey, you know, if, hey, he up there, you didn't get bumped because you're still on the show. Like, we never would never bump you. Never yeah, bump you. Yeah, but if you would have told me if it was like Quinn Cook or something, now we got to fight. <laughs> you know I'm, joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm take my spot, man. But no, it's all good. Appreciate it as always, fellas. All right, man. Be Thanks, good. Brother. Total Protection Podcast with Kirk Morrison. Check it out wherever you find your podcast. All right. Coming up next, we, let's dive back into that. Kyrie and LeBron. Ky- LeBron. LeBron kind of sunned Kyrie in like the nicest way possible. We'll get to that in four minutes. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Oh, I love me some Pitbull. Uh-huh. I can find me some Pitbull to uh, shake my shoulders to all day. Sedano and LZ with you here on 710 ESPN. LZ, you're, you're losing this, uh, this battle on Karate Kid. Uh, uh, it's all right, man. I put up it, a poll. It, you can vote at right. Sedano uh, on Twitter, S-E-D-A-N-O. Uh, is Karate Kid a, quote, martial arts movie? And the answers are, yes, karate is in the name. Uh, and B, the an- the other answer is uh, no. Come on, man. And uh, 71% say yes, karate's in the damn name. Karate might be in the name, but that ain't no action. That ain't no martial art film, dog. I don't care. I don't care. So what would you classify it as? It's like uh, a romantic comedy. Not a romantic comedy. Well, what other emotions did you have? I mean. Daniel's son was trying to get the girl. I laughed. I didn't cry. I wasn't in fear. I wasn't shocked. I didn't learn anything. So what other genre is there? No, it's like high school movie. It's like a teen puke movie. All right, I'll give you teen. I'll give you that. I'll give you pretty. 
I'd give you a rom-com or Pretty in Pink or something like that. I'd give you one of those. So here is a, a good response. If Rocky is a boxing movie, then Karate Kid is a martial arts movie. That is not the same thing <laughs> at all. How is it not the same thing? One, because those dudes actually train to be boxers. They actually put in the work. Wait, Daniel-san trained to be a martial artist. Do you really believe that Daniel-san was trained to be a martial artist? By Mr. Miyagi, of course. Man, stop. Bronny? <laughs> <sighs> oh, yeah, I'm going to answer this while the Rocky music's playing. I... I it, I, I mean, like, how are we defining a martial arts film exactly? It's got karate in the damn name. I know. Well, it's first, uh, yeah. first of all, I'm going to need some more people who can actually fight. All right? That's <laughs> well, all first. those guys on the Cobra Kai could fight. That's right. Come no, on, Johnny. No, 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 no. They were good fighters for kids. I'm talking about straight up fighters, uh, well, man. Well, did what did you want? Did you want, you you want an MMA like battle to break yeah, out? Yeah, what with, is like, this? Enter the Dragon with Bruce Lee? No, yeah. I I didn't classify it as a martial arts film. You guys did. I call it a rom com or like a like a you know romantic comedy or something like that. I didn't call it. a This isn't Animal House or film. Porky's, right? It's like, not a romantic comedy. Why was he Laura? trying to get the girl? Well, because it's every movie in the '80s was somebody trying to get the girl. Well, I mean, first off, if you're trying to get you know Elizabeth Shue, then that's that I'm I'm good with that. But yeah, Elizabeth Shue was pretty hot back. In yes, the and she like, still is hot. And like and like there were no, dramatic no, moments know, in this movie. I haven't seen Elizabeth Shue in a really long time, but I would assume she is. But I'm talking about specifically in that movie. There were a lot of dramatic moments in this movie. I, I, I'm sorry, it wasn't I, just a rom com. Dramatic. Yes. Come on, man! Mr. Miyagi did the thing with his hands, and he, you know, he rubbed the hands when he had the injury when they sweep, swept the leg. Come on, man! It's about it building self confidence, man. Believe in yourself, LZ. I'd say yes, it is. I'm, I'm gonna say it's more along the lines of like, you know, say anything. More along okay. the lines it, it, of pretty okay. pink. Sure, it's, it's basically movie. it's a teen it's a teen puke movie with with. With, martial arts in it with no with kicking with occasional no kicking. stop he sanded a, the floor he painted the fence I'm, you, uh, there's, there's literally nothing you can do that would get me to uplift karate kid to the realm of martial art film i just told yeah. you crouching tiger hidden dragon curse of the golden great flowers movie. great movie house of daggers like, yeah. these those are like are, classic, like like uh, like Wayne are, Chung, like Chinese cinema, aren't they? It was like very different than just straight martial arts film. They're martial right. arts. Martial. Film. Ar I mean, Steven Seagal was a martial arts. movie. Under Siege is a guy. martial arts movie, isn't it? He's doing all kinds of crazy stuff. I can't right. roll with Steven. Technically, Seagal, all those all those Seagal movies are martial so, arts. So, movies. so so I guess above the law. What was that Chuck Norris crap on CBS? Mark for was death. That? Walker, Texas Ranger. Yeah, was that like a was that a martial arts TV series? I mean, he did do kicks. I'm just can't he with you, Adam. Ass. I can't with you. Which, by the way, they he rebooted. Did. He's that right. Show. Adam is right, though. Let me let me tell you guys He's something. Re, re, uh, reboot of Walker, Texas Ranger, coming. By the way, just because, just because Taco Bell has Taco in his name, doesn't mean it's the epitome of tacos. Mm. All right. No, but no one is saying it is the and epitome of martial arts. And just because movies. it says Karate Kid. 
doesn't mean it embodies all that martial this arts. This isn't films the remake with Jackie Chan and Jaden Smith. Come on. No, man. yeah, by the way, the remake the remake was terrible. Yeah. Oh wait, it's Santa Key. It is Santa Key. Hi Key. So caller number caller number seven <laughs> right now. Key will be on with us tomorrow, by the way, at five o'clock, normally on Thursdays, but we'll be off on Thursday because of the Rams game against the uh, Patriots. Um, all right, so caller seven right now. I told you what happened between 6.30 and 7. 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. We'll choose from our 710 chimney and one of our stockings, and uh, you can pick the Keyshawn stocking, the Max stocking, the Greeny stocking, the Mason stocking, the Ireland stocking, the LZ stocking, my stocking, playoff Sliwa, or Kaplan. And uh, you will win Lakers goodies. Speaking of the Lakers, we didn't do the uh, drama that was uh, stirred up uh, within the Lakers. We'll tell you what that drama was about in three minutes. We will also have the Santa Key winner. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. All right, we have our winner, caller number seven, John Kwan from La Mirada is on the line. Congratulations, John. How are you? Good. How about you, George? Good, buddy. Thank you for tuning in and listening and uh, and supporting the station. Now you get to pick from our 710 uh, chimney here, all our stockings. We have the Keyshawn stocking. We have the Greeny stocking, the Max Kellerman stocking, the Mason stocking, the Ireland stocking, LZ, myself, Playoff Sliwa, or Kaplan. Pick one of those stockings. Remember, stockings our stocking from- comes with glitter. Oh, with glitter. <laughs> Lots to choose from. I'm going to have to go with Playoff Sliwa. Okay, there you go. Playoff right. Sliwa. And, of course, Lakers basketball comes back right here on this station, 710 ESPN. Congrats, man. Thank you Congratulations. so much. All right, we're going to put you on hold. Laura or Adam, someone's going to take your info. Uh, make sure we got it all. But congratulations again. Another satisfied customer, LZ. I was a little disappointed, though. The idea of having glitter didn't entice him to get one of ours. No, no, no. Is glitter not a good thing? I, maybe. I don't know. It just depends. It could get messy. That's true. James Harden yeah. likes glitter. Oh, yes, you see oh. what you did? And, and he's messy. He's two for two, girl. I like that in you. <laughs> Does he like lemon pepper wings like Lou Williams? <laughs> he eating That's a buffet. good question. That's a good question. That is a good question. Man, I really hope, you know, he's learned. I, I, what I really hope for him is that someone got a hold of him and, and told him the truth. And he listened. Mm-hmm. And that's the reason why he's back with the team now. Yeah. And he's going to be a professional until he can get his wish and be traded. Because the look that he was giving us up until then was not a look you want in your locker room with young players. It's not a look you want with interacting with CEOs. It's not a look that you want representing your team as you try and win a championship. It was just a bad look all the way around. So yeah. hopefully yeah. it was just a bad episode. He apologizes for it, and then he can move on. 
And not only that, what we've referenced yesterday and even some today, and Kendrick Perkins brought this up when we had him on earlier. And by the way, if you missed any part of the show, whether it's Kendrick Perkins or us and our nonsense and uh, Kirk Morrison, uh, subscribe to the Sedano and LZ podcast on wherever you find your podcast, the ESPN app, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Google, and uh, download, subscribe, rate, and review. Leave a nice review. Five stars, please. We'd appreciate it, and we appreciate your support. And again, you can catch up on any part of the show that way. Uh, but the one thing we all mentioned, LZ, was, you know, doing it to Steven Silas. You know what I mean? Like a first-time coach, you know, yep. a man who has worked his way up here. You know, he is the, the son of a head coach, right, Paul Silas. And, yep. and he did it the right way. He has been on multiple staffs. He has done the job. He has climbed the ladder, right? And, yep. and he's getting, you know, the short end of the stick here in, in a lot of ways. He's being disrespected. Yeah. He's being disrespected. And, mm-hmm. and it's disappointing because I know James has done a lot of fantastic things from a philanthropic standpoint. You know, he, he's not a selfish person necessarily, mm-hmm. but he certainly is behaving selfishly. Mm-hmm. And he's not thinking about all of the good work that he's done, mm-hmm. that he's you know putting a dark cloud over. And more importantly, to your point, George, he's not thinking about his coach. Mm-hmm. This guy, you know, what, he just turned 46, 47, mm-hmm. grew up in the league because, as you said, his father was a player and then a mm-hmm. coach. Right. And he probably wanted this his entire life. Right. And he finally gets that opportunity, and he finally gets a Hall of Famer to lead them, and that guy won't even return his phone calls. Right. And is it the strip club during a pandemic? That's whack. That's whack, man. It's, yeah. it's just not There's really cool. no other way to describe it. Yeah, you're right. It's just whack and disrespectful. Very much so. So, so hopefully, you know, you know, Braun or, or somebody got a hold of him and it's like going, look, dog, I get you frustrated, but this ain't the way. This ain't the way. And he cleans it up because it's whack. It's not cool. It's disrespectful. It's disappointing. And it really whether he believes it or not, it highlights part of the reason why you ain't got a chip now. Right. <laughs> I mean, when the going gets tough, you go to the club? Like, what What are you telling me, dog? Mm-hmm. What are you telling me? Yeah. Freaking Chris Paul ended up in Oklahoma City. I'm sure that wasn't, you know, number one on his list of places to be. And he ended up getting MVP, MVP votes out of it. <laughs> right. Yeah, it really is a shame. You know what I mean? Because, look, I can only speak to my personal interactions with James Harden, and they've always been really good. And it, it really is a shame to see that this was the stance that he took. Um, and, again, it's really, to me, the biggest – like, one thing is your teammates, I get it. You know, maybe they feel – they understand your plight. But you, to do this to a first-time coach just sucks. Like, there's really no other way around it. Speaking of kind of doing something to someone that sucks, Kyrie Irving, if you remember, LZ – during the NBA Finals, when LeBron was on the biggest stage, went on KD's podcast and said to KD, I'm so happy to have KD on my roster now because I got another, quote, mother bleeper who can hit that game-winning shot too. And it was a blatant shot at LeBron. There's no secret that Kyrie doesn't love LeBron. I mean, per- Kendrick Perkins was on this earlier and basically you know, told, him that, told us that you know, there was some animus there, right, from Kyrie, less so from LeBron, um, that they'd have events, Kyrie wouldn't show up, right? LeBron would do team-building events, and Kyrie wouldn't show up. Look, I, I'll tell you this. I had a friend who covered that team the first year, yep. that first Cavs team when LeBron came back, 
And he told me that nobody had Kyrie's number for the first few months of the new guys, including LeBron. <laughs> I don't know, dude. So, so that happens. And LeBron, uh, they had the second part of the road trip and podcast with our friend Allie Clifton from Spectrum Sports, our pal Richard Jefferson uh, from ESPN, and Channing Fry. And LeBron was asked about the Kyrie stuff. Uh, Laura, play that sound from LeBron from the road trip and podcast. When I heard the comment that Kyrie made, I, I wanted to, one, not only find the whole transcript, but also call my people, send me the whole transcript. And, um, and I heard he had did it on K- Katie's podcast. And um, I, was a, I was a little, I was a little like, like, damn. Once I got the whole transcript, I was like, damn. You know, I wasn't like, oh, you tripping. I hit yeah. game winning shots my yeah. whole life. I was not like that. I was like, damn, because um, you, you were there for a couple seasons. I, I mean, I played with Kyrie for three seasons. The whole time while I was there, I only wanted to see him be an MVP of our league. I only cared about his success. And, 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 um, and it just didn't align. Yeah. It, it just didn't align. And we was able to win a championship. Yeah. That's the craziest thing. We were still able to win a championship, and, and we could never align, but I only cared about his well-being, both, both on did, and off the floor. Did. And, and it, and it kind of like, it, it kind of hurt me a little bit. So he talks about how they couldn't align, which is the nice way to put it, right? Um, LeBron really took the high road there he and did. still kind of sunned him at the same time. Is that fair? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, he kept calling him a kid. Yeah. Because, I mean, certainly when they first were teammates, he was a kid. And he still acts like one. And he still acts like one. He still yeah. he still behaves like one. He still behaves like someone who's looking to get validated by someone. Right. And it's like, dude, we'll tell you you're smart. Right. We'll 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 give we'll heap. No one has to go and and beg smart people to be acknowledged as they're being smart. Mm-hmm. We'll tell you you're mm-hmm. smart. Mm-hmm. He keeps trying to position himself as a smart person, and he stumbles every single time mm-hmm. because he's trying to force it. Just it, live your it, life, it, man, right. and we'll it, it, do it for you. And then he, but then he complains that we're not letting him live our live his life. He's he's, I don't know, man. It's just, I feel for my buddy, you know, Steve Nash, who very much like Stephen Silas has wanted to do this, and has gotten an opportunity. And I'm looking at this, and I'm like, going, Kyrie's your second best player, and he's also probably the one that's going to give you the most headache. Correct. And I feel bad for that staff because they're going to have to work with him, even though some of the things he says and does are, like, nonsensical. That's probably a nice way to say it, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, look, Kyrie Irving is – the nicest way I could describe him is he's aloof, right? And – the worst way you could describe him is he's a huge pain in the rear, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. and and I think that it's probably somewhere in the middle, but sometimes it swings, the pendulum swings to either of those sides. And uh, it's why everyone's kind of looking at that Brooklyn thing going, mm, that's going to be interesting. Interesting, because you have you have a superstar in Kevin Durant who's sensitive, yeah, which is fine. Sure. It's just he's sensitive, but he's also very open to the public with his sensitivity. Yes. And not the healthiest of ways. So you right. got that issue. Yeah. You got Kyrie, 
who thinks he's, you know, man of steel, but he's actually, you know, plastic. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have a bunch of young players who were, who maybe feeling like they were kind of doing all right. And now they have to rethink who they are individually. And I can see some of those younger guys struggling a little bit because, listen, and and rightly so, KD and Kyrie are going to have the ball in their hands most of the time. Yeah. And so all those guys who were able to loosen up a little bit and kind of figure out themselves. Oh, yeah, they got to fit a, a, ro- a role now. And it's going to be a very strict role. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's going to be difficult for them. So it's already a hard situation going into it, and then you got this personality in Kyrie that's going to agitate things even more. Yeah. I, I feel bad it, for my buddy exacer- Steve. Exacerbate things for sure. All right, Kaplan's going to join us next. We'll do some crosstalk. We'll be back in three and a half minutes. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more More than than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Time for Crosstalk. Scott Kaplan show coming up after us. Cap, what's up, man? Yo, how's it going? What's up, brother? brother? How you doing, LZ? What's up, man? You know, just kind of plucking away, trying to make sense of the world, my friend. There's certain people on this radio show who thinks that The Karate Kid is a martial arts film. I mean, he's got so karate work- in the name. I've been working through that right now. So wait, when you say a martial arts film, are you saying that the Karate Kid is not a martial arts film? It is not. It is a teenage rom-com with kicking. But but how do you quantify Mr. Miyagi and wax on and wax off and then no fear, Danyo-san? You know, how, how, do you, how do you rectify that and resolve that in your mind? That's just Hollywood doing just enough to make you feel like it's a martial art film without paying proper respect to the craft and the beauty. <laughs> the craft. And the, they, he taught him a legitimate form of karate. What was the name of it? It was called Goju-Ru, I believe, if I recall correctly. Goju-Ru? Yeah. Al-Juro, what did you say? Al-Goju-Ru. <laughs> oh, right. Really, is that yeah. what it was called? I'm almost positive. If I, I'd have to look back at the movie, but I'm almost positive that was the case. What was the name of the move that Daniel LaRusso used at the end where he stands on the one the crane leg? Kick. Uh, that's, that's an easy one. What's it you're called? Not, the crane, the crane kick. kick. Crane kick. Mm-hmm. That's you're not no a, Alex Trebek, God rest his soul. Yep. So, that's, so it's not a legit martial arts film, meaning like a Bruce Lee film. Is that a legit martial arts film? That's a legit martial arts film. All right, how about this? How about Steven Seagal? Eh. Chuck eh. Norris? I mean, really? Uh, eh. Chuck Norris doesn't count. Eh. Chuck Norris? Chuck Norris was, like, legitimately a martial artist. I'm not how about, saying. How about Jackie Chan? Which movie? 
Um, any of them where he does martial arts? Well, no. Like, 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 you know, like most of his films are like comedies, right? With kicking in it. What about, um, what's the guy's name? John Claude Van Damme. He does. Those are legit. Yeah. Those legit. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I'm reading it here. Miyagi and Daniel styles based on Goju-Ru, one of the main Okinawan karate styles. There you go. Mm-hmm. Boom. Legit <laughs> martial arts movie. Is it? Yes. He taught him a real, like, martial art. I, I have to Google one that I'm, that I'm thinking of right now that's back in the 80s, and I got to think of what it's called. Um, oh, man. Shogun Warrior. No, that's not the name of it. It, uh, it, it, was, it was a black dude who was a martial artist whose nickname, I think, on the show, on the movie, was uh, Bruce Leroy. Does any, what, what movie am I talking about? The Last Dragon? Does oh, The Last right? Dragon. Oh, that's yeah. a great movie. Kiss My Converse. Yes. yes. Okay. Yeah. So, that's so not martial arts. Oh. I mean, are you serious? The Last Seriously? Dragon is not martial arts just because Vanity's in it, and it's, and it's a romantic, there's a romantic aspect to right. it? Show Enough Warrior. That's right. Dude, yeah. it, is, it is a classic throwback black exploitation film. The karate is incidental. It's all about everything else. Did you say blacks? Can you say that again? Black black exploitation. Oh, black exploitation. Sorry. B L A X. It's a it's a film theory about how Hollywood would try to show African American culture, but it's in a real caricaturized, over the top sort of way. Well, but the '80s were all over the top in that sense. I'm not saying you're. I'm not dismissing your your point. I'm just saying that I feel like the entire '80s was uh, over the top nonsense, regardless of of culture. Yeah, but ours wasn't just isolated in the eighties. No, no, no. I, I, I understand. No, I get you. I get you on that. I'm not dismissing the notion. I'm just saying that the eighties is probably not the example for that. So all this time, I thought that uh, the Karate Kid, you know, I just was like, hey, it's a movie. It's about karate. It's about this kid. He is does it about karate. karate? It is. I just told you he was teaching him a real. It's style. about the girl. It was about the girl. Okay, but that's the Hollywoodization of it. To your point, and that's my point. Okay. That's my point. It's a romantic comedy with kicking. Wow, it, Daniel LaRusso. I mean, it, 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 I don't know. People are very upset at you about this, LZ. Like, oh, they really? Can't, the Twitter is not happy with you. Oh. Martial Arts Journal literally says it's a martial art film without martial arts. <laughs> and that's Martial Arts Journal. No, that's not true. <laughs> It is true. I'm looking right at it. This is what I mean, martial arts what journal is. What is martial saying. arts journal? Who even knows about this? But what is this martial arts journal you speak of? It sounds closer to martial arts than the karate kid, I tell you that much. I mean, it's got karate in the name. It's got martial arts in the name. Okay. Fair enough. It's really um, a good movie though. What? Karate Kid. It is a that good movie. Good. It is a good movie. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, was Karate Kid two when Mr. Miyagi san took Danyo san to Japan. Okinawa, yes. And that's where he got into the fight with the Japanese dude. Yes. And then they had the drums with the things and they would twist them side to side and the click, 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 so that Daniel-san would know that he, you know, alternate alternate his body to the to the right and then to the left and he would he would hit the dude in the face at the same time while he was avoiding punches. Is that that movie? Yes. Yes. Mm. That was a pretty good one, too. They had the drum, right? Yeah. yeah. The drum technique. He used the same kick, though. He used the crane kick again, didn't he? did, he? but the guy st- snuffed it out. Yeah. He saw it on the internet. <laughs> there was no internet <laughs> He was in the ready 80s. for it. 
He was ready for it. He just he snuffed it out because he was this as Mr. Miyagi said, Daniel-san, this is not a tournament. This is for real. Yeah. Also, you can't stand in front of me for five minutes with one leg and think I'm not going to I mean, it wasn't like... five minutes. It was literally Dude, he was like standing there a long time, dog. It was like three seconds. Okay. <laughs> he was it just was standing like, there. Peter like Cetera is singing up a storm. Peter Cetera does not sing in that part of the movie. <laughs> he doesn't? No, he sings way earlier in the movie when the romantic part of it comes in. Will fight for your honor. That actually is, I think, the ending. It's part of the ending, I want to say. Um, and what was the other one? You're the best. Around. That well, that was from All Valley. Shout out to Encino <laughs> and Reseda. Okay. I'm sorry, no. dog. I just can't go with you with Karate Kid as a martial arts. Fan. Okay, whatever. Fine. <laughs> Clearly, you're not doing that. But the audience disagrees with you vehemently. So. Well, That's I'm just great. saying, Martial Arts Magazine said it's a martial arts movie without martial arts, meaning it's not a martial arts movie. They're just haters, kind of like Kyrie and LeBron. <laughs> I like. I'm this. just saying, man. It's just like if you can spend. A good 30 minutes and never see a fight, it can't be a martial arts movie. Uh, do you think that LZ is being a hater like Kyrie, uh, Scott Kaplan? <laughs> <laughs> I would have to say, to answer that question, George, not to the degree of Kyrie, mm-hmm. but, I mean, I listen, this to me, finding out that The Karate Kid is not a martial arts film is like the night my uncle told me that professional wrestling wasn't real. Ooh. And I went, what do you mean it's not real? He said, what, you, what do you mean? I'm like, what do you mean? Like, I just saw Dusty Rhodes in the ring with blood streaming down his face in a steel cage loser leave town match. And there was, there was a lot of blood and there was people getting hurt and people being thrown into the fence. And he goes, yeah, it's not real. And I'm like, I don't understand what you're saying. Like, to me, that's real. It happened. I saw it. <laughs> well, put it this way. I do believe that Die Hard is a Christmas movie. So there isn't logic that's consistent with me. But it just feels as if if the screenwriter says it's a Christmas movie and it's happening at a Christmas party and he flies in because of Christmas and there's Christmas everywhere you turn, then I'm going to agree with that. When it comes to The Karate Kid, however, you could go a good 15, 20, 25 minutes watching that movie and not see any fighting. That's not a martial arts movie. Martial arts movie is you sneeze and someone says, why did you sneeze? And then they start fighting. Mm-hmm. That's a martial arts movie. Okay. Maybe this is a martial arts training film because there was a lot of training. You know, you had to... Right. Walk, he had, had to, to learn. What was he going to... He was getting his butt kicked. That's why he learned. Oh, my gosh. Okay, Dude, enough. Fine. It's enough, okay. enough, enough, enough. <laughs> I, I, imp- I have more pressing news. Okay, what's that? One of my favorite Dodgers, Kike Hernandez, just posted a profile pic on Twitter 35 seconds ago. Okay. It says, hashtag new profile pic, but there's a question mark where the Dodgers logo should be. Oh, because we thought he may not be back. And apparently, he might be thinking that as well. Oh. Oh, so you – oh. You're questioning where the Dodgers logo is, or is he questioning? No, no, no. He's got a question mark over the hat itself. He's oh. wearing a baseball cap with no logo, just oh, a question mark. Right. Well, he's a free agent. And we know that baseball has been notoriously slow here recently in regards to free agency during December, right? The last couple of years, the owners have cried poor even pre-pandemic. And uh, now they're going to try to do that and, you know, 
it's going to be a tough haul for agents uh, to, to sign guys. Like, Look, I, I don't think that there's a ton of big-name free agents out there, so that shouldn't be an issue. And, like, Kike Hernandez isn't getting a $100 million contract. So you would think a guy like that could, could be figured out quickly, you know, whether it's the Dodgers or not. You were I hope. Just, I just did the same thing, though. I did a new profile pic, and I used my emoji, and I used a mask over my face on my own emoji with a menorah on it for a little bit of Hanukkah spirit. Ah, I like you know. that. Ah, I like that. Yeah. You know, like what else? Uh, wait, wait. Are you, are, Scotty, are you Jewish? I am. I am of the Hebrew persuasion. That's right. Can you do something with Greg? Is there like, <laughs> a, is there like a, you know, intervention, very, uh, Jewish intervention meeting yeah. or something like that I can have? Right. Oh. To, okay. to get him to like actually take part in, in his roots. Is that what you're saying? Uh, it's, it's a little shaky in my opinion from the outside looking in. Yeah. It's a little shaky. He could use our, you know, pick me up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? we could work on that. We can negotiate that when Greg comes back. Like maybe that's how we can make Did this Did this work. kid really take some time off? Yeah. Even though he's been texting us all day, I felt like responding, aren't you on vacation? Like, why are you texting us? Oh, my God. Taking vacation right now seems like a bad move just from this perspective. Like, where are you going? What are you doing? Right. I'm with you. I am I am taking time off, but I'm at least going to be with my, you know, I mean, he's got a daughter, so I guess there's that. But I'm going to be with my kids, and I also then have to start traveling for the NBA. So it actually, you know, I got vacation days to use. Might as well use them, you know? I like sure. it. I like the idea. Yeah. I do. Um, what do you got coming up, Cap? So tonight, we've got uh, my friend Doug Whaley, who used to be the general manager of the Buffalo Bills for a little Tuesday night quarterback. And Doug's going to come in and talk about the week that was of the NFL. Pretty excited about that because the Rams, George, we've gone back and forth over the weeks. You know, is Jared Goff, has he reached the ceiling? Did they pay him too much too soon? And, um, you know, every week is kind of a different answer. Whereas in Philadelphia, you would say that they spent too much money on Carson Wentz, and they're in big trouble now with that contract. Yeah. Um, Eric Williams will be here tonight from Sports Illustrated. He covers the Rams and now covering the Lakers, so we'll talk about what's going on there. And um, I'm going out on a limb tonight. I'm doing something totally different here. I'm talking about the Raiders tonight and their squeak by the Jets, but I'm not calling Brent Musburger their play-by-play voice or any of the guys from their radio network. I'm calling in Raider Cody from the Raider Cody fan channel on YouTube. Okay. So, yes, that's right. <laughs> I like it. Yes. So I, like I, got, uh, I got a lot going on tonight, and just like you guys were, I plan on talking about how LeBron, I thought at first, like, wow, is he this thin-skinned about Kyrie? And then I heard the way he said it, and I went, oh, okay, it sounds a whole lot different than it looks on paper. Yeah. So I yeah. want to talk about that. Awesome stuff, brother. We'll be listening. Have a great show. I'll see you tomorrow, man. LZ, Thanks. excellent work as always. Thanks, brother. You too. And sorry about the karate kid. Hate to break it to you. Nah, man. Everyone's on my side. It's all good. Um, (laughs) That's quite true. (laughs) Bronny, great job. Laura, great job. Scott Kaplan's coming up next. Have a great night. We'll talk to you tomorrow at 4. See ya.